Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Brown Girl Power Hour. My name is Candace. And we are so happy that you guys are here for our second episode. I just want to say thank you because we had over 50 listeners listen to our first podcast and we could not have done it without y'all. We are so excited. It just makes us, it made us want to do this podcast so much quicker. We were like, okay, wait, let's give ourselves a little bit of time to calm down. But we are so excited to produce this next episode for y'all i know candace has some things to say so i'm gonna let her go ahead girl i just want to say thank you for listening to us honestly thank you so much for hanging out with us and i'm so glad that a lot of you found a safe space here and i'm just excited last episode i was nervous now i'm excited (laughs) i'm definitely excited too It was so nice just to see all the different locations of all of our listeners. Y'all are really spread out. And we are just so excited to see who else is going to listen to our next one. And we hope that you guys also liked our blog post on browngirlpowerhour.com. Please go check it out if you haven't already. All right. (laughs) How was your week, Sierra? (sighs) My week was interesting, Candice. It was... It started off really, you know, kind of down, and then we picked it up a little along the way, and today we just finished and prepared for next week. I cleaned my whole house today. That felt great, because, you know, clean house, clear mind, and that's how that's how I was trying to get through this. How was your week, Candace? Um, so I'm going to use the reference dope or baking soda. <laughs> my week was baking soda in the beginning and then dope in the end <laughs> um in the beginning of the week I was kind of feeling a little I don't know just weird like just I just wanted to be lazy and just lounge around and then towards the end of the week I started getting so productive like I made a wig in like maybe like four hours today from start to really finish. yeah yes <laughs> but <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> So it was half dope, half bacon soda this week. (laughs) Oh, girl. So on Twitter, I saw that B. Simone said she would not date someone with a nine to five. What do you think about that? (laughs) Wow. B. Simone, the self-made millionaire? Let me just, okay, let me just set the record straight. I love B. Simone, y'all. Let me just, like, I'm a fan of her. I have been a fan of her. I just love her drive that she has. Like, she set her eye on a goal, and she accomplished that goal. Um, As far as the 9 to 5, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, I saw in another video that she said, like, a nine to five mindset. Hmm. And I don't know if that was just her trying to cover it up, you know, and try to make it sound better if it was a nine to five. But I personally don't mind someone with a nine to five. And I say that because I'm a person that likes stability. Like I like to know, you know, what I'm getting myself into. I usually like to get into a routine. So I work a nine to five. So it's easy or in my relationship or with people around me if I work or if they work a nine to five. 
Like, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. But if she is, if she really did mean the nine to five mindset, I can understand where she's coming from with that one. That one I can understand because the nine to five mindset is just go to work, do your job, come home, go to work, do your job, come home, go to work, do your job. Mm-hmm. And because she does not have that kind of mindset anymore, I understand that she wants someone that has a similar mindset towards her because with that, you know, you can build so much more if you're dating someone who has a similar mindset like that. Like not the person that just wants to go work for somebody else, but the person that wants to be their own boss. That to me is attractive as well, you know, but you can work a nine to five and still have a not nine to five mindset. You might not just have the resources to do what your, you know, what your nine to five mindset wants you to do. I don't know. Mm. What do you think? At first, when I read it, I was like, wait a minute. This, is this the same B. Simone that I've been watching since the beginning? Because, like, girl, I thought you had a 9 to 5 when you started out. Is that what you're getting at? And then I watched her Instagram when she was trying to clear it up. And I saw the same thing where she's like, oh, it's a 9 to 5 mindset. And, and with that, I agree. Like, I can't be with someone who just wants to go to work and then come home and do nothing else. I have a nine to five and it's great, but I also do things outside of that. And I would like somebody to do something outside of that. So in that regard, I completely understand what she was saying, but the way she said it, it definitely sounded like coon behavior. I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't really like that. I don't like that. Did you just call her Uncle Tom? <laughs> you cracked me up. Oh my goodness. But I yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. And not only that, but it's you don't want to shame other people for not being like you. Like everybody is different. And I think that's also how it comes off because so many people look up to her and so many people helped her get to that millionaire status. So it's like okay, well, I gave you that money. I bought a lot of your products with my nine to five. And I get that because I'm like, well, I have, I, I didn't contribute to that personally. But, you know, I always supported her and, you know, just really hope that she accomplished the goal. And when she did, everybody went crazy for her. Mm-hmm. People purposely bought her stuff to help her get to that point. Mm-hmm. So then for you to get to that point and turn around and basically shit on other people, like that's not okay. That's not okay. I don't I don't agree with that. And that's how it kind of came off. So I totally agree. I think that a lot of people, and they even said it in, in the comments, they're like, I, like you said, bought this with my nine to five money. You want to run that money back? Because I helped you get to that millionaire status. And now you turn around and slap me in the face. Um, I don't know. But then I saw the same book that helped her get to a million dollars. I hear that it was somewhat plagiarized. Allegedly. Allegedly. Some of the things in there were plagiarized. So Google that for yourself if you're interested in that story. And if you're not, then... That's fine because we're moving on anyways. <laughs> well, Candace, I don't even think we explained to them what we just did or what this new segment e- even is. So you're right, see, this segment is called Brown Girl Banter. Do you want to explain what that is? So basically, Brown Girl Banter is just 
your average, you know, gossip around the mill or, hey, how was your week? And we just kind of vent for a moment before getting on topic because, you know, this podcast is from us to you. And that's our moment to have that brown girl banter that we always would normally have if we were in person or in a group. So we just wanted to make you guys feel more close with us and really let you see some other thoughts because we can be a little messy sometimes too like everybody else can but good gossip is always good we support everybody you know that we talk to it's never out of disrespect it's you know just our opinions and you know that's pretty much it yeah and if you guys want to submit any topics that you want our comments on you can go to our website and hit the contact area. You can put it in there and submit it to us and we'll talk about it in the next podcast. And when you do submit your request um, for our topics, please be sure to put in either your Instagram or your Twitter name, something that we can do to shout you out and, you know, just really thank you for letting us um, be your friend for the most part. Not so part. We're going to be best friends. We're going to be best friends. We're going to be sisters. So to hop into our segment for today um, and our topic, our topic for today is brown girl, never settle. And I just felt like talking with Candace and being friends with her, we really hype each other up a lot. And we hype each other up a whole lot, especially when people try to come at us with less than behavior. And we don't appreciate that, especially when you're doing it to the other person, because we're more protective of each other than we are of ourselves sometimes. And so, you know, we we thought this would be a perfect topic to talk to brown girls about because people are always trying to make us settle. And it's not, we can't settle anymore because nothing comes out of settling. Nothing. I kind of want to tell them how this we came to this topic. So me and CC talk every day, every day, multiple hours of the day. And last week, a couple of days ago, actually, we were talking about why some relationships in our lives ended. And so I was kind of giving her some insight into two of my past relationships and explaining why they ended. And I was telling her, oh, nothing really bad happened. It was just, I realized that this no longer served me in the way I wanted it to. And so I chose to move on. And she was basically kind of surprised that I said that. See, why were you surprised that nothing bad had to happen in my relationship for it to end? I kind of just wanted something different. And so I moved on. Because with those two particular relationships, you were at ages where not many people would have made that decision and been able to really look at themselves and look at the situation that they were in to say, okay, I'm not unhappy, but I feel like I can be happier. And then to not push them away passive aggressively or try to get them to break up with you, but to just go to them and say, Hey, you know, I'm kind of doing both of us a disservice because I can't love you the way that you can love me 
you know, the way that you're loving me and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in a situation where I am being as loved as I possibly, possibly could be. And at the end of the day, I just think that we should separate. That is, that is like 10 years of therapy. Like that's like, it's just crazy to me because whereas I kind of had the similar mindset to actually go through with it, mm-hmm. you know, to actually follow through and to, you know, stand by your decision and do what you were going to do. That was just amazing to me. It was just, I was just in awe. It wasn't really like shock. It was just like admiration and just like, wow, this girl is strong. (laughs) I just think that this life is way too short and I've seen it so close to home and so abruptly that I don't want to be in any situation that isn't bringing me the fullest joy. and. If it's something that I can change, there's so many things that happen to us in this life that we can't change. If there's something I can change to make me happier, I'm going to do it. Because, listen, who else is going to do it for me? Who else? And that's why I think stepping into that thought and realizing that that's what I want to do is in those relationships and having a lot of my friends respond the way you did, I think it's so weird that we as young people and even older people are so okay with staying in situations that don't serve them any longer. And then they complain that they're not happy. It's like, okay, you are in control of your happiness. This world is very unforgiving, but there's things that you can control. And once you realize that and step into that fully, a lot of things become easier. You can say, nope, I don't want this. Or yes, this is serving me. Or no, you know what? Mm -mm. I don't want to have sex anymore because you're not stroking me in the right spot and I don't like it. So you have to go. A lot of girls don't do that. A lot of girls will say, and like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till it's over and then just be like, never talk to this guy again. But it's like, no, hello, I'm not having fun. And I don't care if you're having fun. I'm not having fun. So this is done. I don't care. Also, it was very logical. And I I don't know. I don't think I've said this to our listeners before. But if you guys don't know, Candace is very number oriented. She is logic. It's numbers. It's black and white. You know, yes, no, it is what it is kind of thing. And I am words. I am color. I'm flair. I, I always see the gray. I love to, you know, look deeper than what is there. I'm just, I describe things. That's just me. And in a lot of life situations, Candace handles it very much like that. Like it's, it's, it's just black and white. Like it is what it is. And I can say like through our friendship, we help each other see it both ways. I can definitely say that because there are times where my emotions are just crazy and she's like, okay, well, I'm let you have your moment, but come back down to earth. Let me come, you know, and then there are moments where she's just on earth and I'm like, wait, but no, look up at the sky. Look, there's a shooting star. Look, there's more than just what you see in front of you and people settle. 
because of that emotional, that emotional attachment that, you know, my brain is telling me, yes, leave. But my heart and my feelings are saying you are going to be so much more hurt if you leave this person. And I think that also has a lot to do with Mm self-esteem and just girls and women not having that that self-esteem that will allow them to walk away that will give them the power and the strength they need to say fuck that I'm done and it is what it is and I don't care but every woman has a breaking point everybody has a breaking point some people it just takes a lot more to get to that breaking point and that's why a lot of people settle because I know that's why I settled in some situations not because I didn't know that this was not serving me and this was just you know it was heartbreaking because when you start something and you are so emotionally invested in that thing or that person and then you slowly start to see it decay in front of your eyes and there's nothing you can do to save it you're still going to try to save it you're going to you're going to take that maybe that argument because it's worth it you're going to try to save it and then when you break up with them they're like Nah, it wasn't worth it. No, <laughs> girls, I'm telling you from someone who feels that emotion deeply and who who will make every excuse in the book to save someone's ass, even though I know I need to kick them to the side, it is never okay to settle. It is never okay. You do not need to. You do not need to. You are so much better off because when I started not settling, you know how much heartbreak I avoided? Like, you don't even know because I have already had my standards. And if you can't meet this bare minimum, you don't even deserve my attention. It takes time. It takes, you know, self-reflection. It takes a lot of dedication to yourself to build that platform, especially if you haven't had people breathe love into you and feed you love and affirmation you're not going to know that this isn't what you deserve. Because if you saw your mom taking some kind of treatment, you might think that's normal and not know that that's settling. Yeah, right. Until you see something else. Right. And like um, you were saying how my personality is very black and white um, for the most part. Like 90% of the time, I'm very black or white. And here's my thing. I'm not going to keep putting out a fire that you keep starting. Like you're trying to burn this bridge down. You want me to extinguish it every time? No, baby, that bridge is going to burn. You kidding me? In friendships or relationships, whatever it is that you're doing that I, because I'm going to clearly express my boundaries to you. Don't do this to me. Don't say this. This is how I react in this situation. But if you want to overstep your boundaries, yeah, I'm gonna let that bridge burn. And I think what Candace is referring to is we have a mutual friend who who moved to a new area and there were some girls that expressed interest in her boyfriend to her to her face, but then said that she wanted that they wanted to be friends with her, even though they blatantly said that they wanted her boyfriend. So when Candace and I talked about this, we were like, wait, this don't sound right. This does not sound right because, they, like, to me, let me just, I'm from New York. 
And I'm very, I'm not, I don't want to say possessive, but if you're my girlfriend or my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend or my boyfriend. I say girlfriend because I'm gay, but it's just like, if I feel like if, if that was me in that situation, I moved up to a new area and somebody saw my girlfriend and was like, oh yeah, your girl's fine. Like, oh, watch me, watch me around her. I'm going to smack fire out of you. When I say I, like, I probably won't, my eye, my hand will probably just twitch. And next thing I know, you're on the ground and I done backhanded you. Not because, not because I did anything wrong, okay? But because you had your loose jibs and is going to say something disrespectful to me. How, how can you want to be my friend if you are already eyeing my man? That is a fight. That is just a fight. I don't even know. And I'm so like, oh, you know, I can be so prestigious and I can be so bougie. I've Oh, I have a college degree. And don't forget, <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my parents. You don't know me. I don't play that. I would have lost my mind. And our friend didn't even realize it until we said something to her. And I was just, man, Candace. You know what? And in that situation, I could see why she didn't see it. Because, like me, she probably just wanted to make friends, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you allow people to disrespect you, that's what they're going to do. If you don't stop it the moment it happens, like, I check people on site now. Like, you, the moment you step out of boundary... I'm going to be like, hello, remember when we talked about this? This is what I meant. I, I don't care if we're in the middle of like a birthday party. I am going to correct you then because if I don't, then it's going to get comfortable. Then you're going to, you know, try to see if you can take a mile. Like Cece said, I'm from New York. I get all crazy. <laughs> I think we say all of this to say just please, please don't settle in a relationship or a friendship. There's nothing good that'll come out of it. Your friendships and relationships should challenge you, but it shouldn't challenge you that much. It's like, just be careful in those areas. So what does it look like settling in a friendship? We know kind of what it looks like to settle in a relationship. You know, you accept, you know, treatment that you wouldn't otherwise. You're not happy. You're not getting anything from it, but you're still there. You know, friendships can very easily feel like relationships and friendship breakups are worse to me than romantic breakups because friendship breakups there there is just a different like if like for example I know that this isn't gonna happen because we work through everything and we're always honest with each other but if Candace and I were to have a friendship breakup I would be crushed okay I would be so crushed and you know, like, it just, I couldn't imagine. I talked to her every single day. Like, you know how much of my day I would just be sitting looking at the wall like, well, what do I do now? Because I'd normally call Candace right now. So what does it look like settling in a friendship? And more specifically, like, if you settled in any friendships, what did that look like for you? And how were you able to see that you were settling, that you could get so much more? Mm-hmm. This has 100% happened to me before, like on numerous occasions. 
Um, settling in a friendship looks a lot like settling in a relationship. You take treatments that you normally wouldn't, the way they speak to you. If your friends aren't building you up, if every time, like, if you have to reach out to them every time, and if you want to hang out, you have to initiate every contact you have, or if she's talking to you, or he's talking to you, and he's downplaying your accomplishments. Friends who, if you had a podcast like me and C, and they don't support it or support you in anything that you're doing, or if they find a fault with ever everything you're doing, that's painful. And that's honestly, you need to start reflecting on why you want that person around. Are you do you want them around because you're lonely and you think that you need to have that many friends? Like, there's no need for you to have ten bridesmaids. You're good. I promise. You could even. And that and step into something even more beautiful. For example, me and other women, no longer friends now, were closer when before me and Cece got close. But they never supported me. Any ideas I had were like, oh, laughed off. Like, ain't no kiki and bitch. Like, I'm telling you, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. But you're trying to laugh at me and tell me, oh, well, just buy from my friend. Which one of your friends? Because now I like you don't want me to do it, but you're okay with like your other friends doing it. What's what's up? You don't want to support me, but like, that's just weird to me. That's just weird. If your friends don't support you, it's weird. You're not wrong to feel some type of way. It's weird. Your friends aren't supposed to support you. Not everything. They're not supposed to be yes men or yes women. They're supposed to correct you. just like Cece. She's, she's on my ass. I promise y'all. Like, Y'all think she's such a great friend. I love her dearly. She's like my sister, but she will be on my ass in a hot second if I'm off track. And I respect that. That's the kind of friendship you need. The friendship I need. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that. When she says I be on her ass, I just remind her of who she is in the moments that she doubts herself. That's usually what that means. Because she she will have an amazing idea. And because she's had shitty ass friends before that haven't supported her and uplifted her, she's like, oh, well, I kind of want to maybe do this thing that I kind of really, really want to do, but I don't know. And then I'll be over here like, okay, so let's do it. What's up? Okay, I'll start Google searching. Okay, well, here's some things for this. Here's something for that. Okay, what else? You need a business partner? I'll invest in it. What you need? I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I'm so glad that you can accept that kind of friendship because – I'm kind of like nobody can accept that real friendship and I've had a lot of people where I've been a really good friend to them and they've turned their backs on me or done me dirty and it's just like I don't understand why because I'm like this with all my friends like if we become friends you I give you the benefit of the doubt like first and foremost, you know, I try to learn you. Like I'm very observant. Like I know, I know when Candace can handle me saying something to her and when she can't. And I'm mindful of that because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get your ass. I'm gonna give you some time to cry right now, but I'm gonna get your ass later. I'm gonna just support you right now. And she can respect that because she knows that I'm gonna say something, but I'm respecting her emotional capacity at that time. You know what I mean? And she keeps real me the same way. Like, <laughs> like if I were to call her upset about something, she's like, okay, let's talk about it. Okay, what do you want to do? What's the plan? 
What's the plan? That's always that's always what it is. What's the plan? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna bounce back from this? How are you really feeling? You know, and I really appreciate that. And like you said, it's not about numbers. It's not quantity. It's quality. Quality. I am so okay if I only had three bridesmaids, but those are my like lifelong best friends. And thinking about it, I think I would have five mm-hmm. bridesmaids. I think I would have five bridesmaids. You know, who and those are friends who have shown up, shown out, like undoubtedly been there for me. Um, and does that mean that they were perfect friends? No, that's not what that means. There were moments where I felt like I needed them and they weren't there, but they were also going through their own things, you know? And so it's important in your friendships to also not hold your friends to a standard of your relationship because your friend is not your man. Your -hmm. friend is not your girlfriend. Your friend is your friend. That's your sister. You, that's their, it's not their responsibility to have to be there all all the time that's that's a that's impossible you should not put that on people because for example last week when I just had a really 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 rough week it was just every day there was something new it was something going on I was stressed out I was emotional and I and I leaned on Candace a lot but I would also ask her how you feeling today because if you need to take a break I'm okay with that because I know I'm putting a lot on you and I don't want, you know, you to just become so tired that if I call you, you're just like, oh, Cece's calling again. Oh, I just have to. Oh, my gosh. Let me answer again. And that's just me trying to be mindful because I know that she's not responsible for my emotions. And it's not OK for me to just call her and just dump all my emotions on her and act like she's not going to be affected by it because she cares about me. So she is going to be affected by seeing me upset. And so I just try to be mindful of that. And because she's such a fucking amazing friend, she's every time she's like, nope, babes, I'm here. (laughs) Nope. And it's just so rare that you have that. And not only that, but I have, I have five like really close friends. They're all so different. They're all so different. Their personalities, the like their personalities, their way of thinking, their moral, everybody's just so different. And every friend has their own purpose. Like every friend, I lean on every friend for different things because I know what they are good at and I know what they're not good at. And that's another thing you guys should probably understand is you can have different friends for different reasons. All your friends don't have to be the girl you go out clubbing with. You can have a friend that you go out clubbing with and a friend that you go home and just read and lounge and watch movies with. You have friends for different reasons. Just so you're careful with the burden, like Cece says. Like we, we're very good at that with each other. Do you have emotional capacity to handle what I'm about to put on you? And we respect each other's answer, whether it's yes or girl. My week has been crap and I can't do it right now. I will break. You know, there's times that you have to be honest like that with each other. And we've set such a great ground, I believe, with that, that we can just bounce back and forth with each other. Definitely. Like, for example, Candace is my, like, business idea and, like, life ventures, life coach kind of confidant and that's because we've been friends for so long like we've been friends 
for so long and I know that she knows she knows you know any of the family drama you know she knows like how my siblings are like she knows so if I say like so-and-so did this she's like, mm, yep, you know they always do that like she's that she's that friend you know <laughs> then I have another friend and she's and she's very much in that way too but you know her emotional capacity is a is less than you know like it's it's usually I call her to check on her because I know you know like normally she's not going to ask for help so I know that you know I reach out to her to check on her and then that's how we normally talk and we you know gossip and whatnot and then I have another friend who that's just like every time we're together we just laugh we just run the town we are just ripping and running doing whatever comes to mind we're just going places it's just everybody's different and they respect that I respect their limits and they tell me that all the time because I'll tell them about something way after the fact and they'll be like oh yeah thank god you didn't tell me that moment because girl I could not have dealt with it and I'm like I know I know that's why I didn't do it (laughs) please don't settle in your friendships but there's other things you can settle in that you probably shouldn't for example where do you live do you still live in that small town you grew up in? Are you scared to leave? What's stopping you? Are you happy there? Are you thriving? Do you think you can do better? Why are you still there then? Me and Cece literally packed up and moved across the country. I live 27 hours now from my hometown. I know a lot of people aren't like adventure seeking, but it's not necessarily just like an adventure. It's more of How can you better yourself to step into the fullness that is you? You don't have to stay wherever you are. Try something new. I knew no one when I moved to Texas. I knew no one when I moved to France. And you guys heard about that in the last episode. No one, literally. I just said, that's where I want to go. And I went. And I figured it out. The world is a lot less scary than you think. Yes, there's some scary shit happening, but it's a lot less scary than you think. I think it's scarier to live a safe life and living to 100 than to live a fun life and living to 75. Take some chances. Take some risk in your life. Because then you're the only one that's going to be on your bed with that burden on your heart like, oh, shoot, I probably should have done this when I was younger. You're not getting any younger any younger. And I know that's such a cliche, but it's the truth. If you really think about it, responsibilities are just going to keep piling up there. It's never going to be a simpler time. Yeah. You want to wait till you're 65 and retired to finally start seeing the world. And then you can't walk around Paris because your feet now hurt and your back hurts. You should probably go to Paris today. Okay, not today, you know, until COVID-19 is over, which I think a second wave is coming, but that's a whole nother story, girl. I can come back now. That was a tangent. My bad. Oh my gosh, y'all. Candace just went off, but I agree. I completely agree. Do not wait until you need a walker and a nurse aide to take you to Paris. Like that's expensive. That's more expensive than what it would take now for you to just go. And even if you don't go to Paris, you can go to a different state. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many states I've been to that I just was like, 
oh my gosh, this is like its own little world. Like we are the United States, but we're so divided. And that I meant that on every level that y'all are thinking. I don't care how deep you go. I mean that on every level. We are the United States, but we are very divided. Take that how you want. But like I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and it's what? Couple of hours away from where I lived. And I was like, this was here the whole time. This existed this whole time I've been here. I've been here for four years and I never even knew that this was in reach. Like, even just going to a different state is just go somewhere, go into a different town. Everybody's financial situations are different. But if you look at your financials, you might see how much money you're really wasting. And then if you realize how much money you're wasting, you realize how much money you would have to travel and to do other things. So just look at other things. Try to expand your mind just a little bit more. And I don't mean that from like a, I'm on a pedestal and y'all like, no, that's not what I mean. I'm saying that from someone from experience when I left New York, I was like, I'm not coming back, honey. I I've seen an, I've seen enough of New York. I have family all over New York. I'm good. I'm done. I'm I I don't need it. And when I came to Georgia, I was like, whoa, this is so different. <laughs> this is different. And it took me a little while to adjust. But I got into the swing of Georgia life so quick that I surprised myself. And then I was like. Why stop at Georgia? Why not stop other, why, like, why stop there? And then not only that, but luckily I'm in a relationship where my partner very much encourages me to do more, to go outside and do things. And I'm such, I'm like an introvert, extrovert. Like I love to be inside, but when I'm with people, I'm so social, but like, I prefer to be in the house I like one or two people around me, maybe. I like to say to myself, I don't like my phone ringing too much. And that's just how I am. So when I started dating this very outgoing, I just want to be everywhere and run everywhere. And I just be like, why? Why? Oh, my goodness. Like, why can't you? And now I'm just so grateful that I have someone. Because now I'm thinking about moving over to the West Coast. Like, I'm looking, you know, to look over, um, looking over at the West Coast and just trying to see if there are any opportunities out there. Because why? If I came to Georgia, I can go anywhere. Even just not being restricted to one place feels so nice because I truly believe home is where the heart is and it's wherever you make it. Absolutely. It's wherever you make it. Like your home could be your car. It doesn't matter. It's what you make it at the end of the day. Home could be a group of people. It doesn't matter. So just don't settle. Look for more. You deserve more. People don't tell us that you deserve more. People think that just because you see like outgoing and ambitious black women like we are, we are just not the dating type. Like we're not white material or something. No, it doesn't matter. Do it for you. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be buried by yourself. Period. So live for you. Don't live for everybody else. I had to, I had to learn how to 
stop settling for what other people wanted me to be because what they wanted to be was so in a box that I felt so restricted. And the moment that I was like, I'm gonna live for myself, everything started falling into place. So don't give up, keep going, never settle. You deserve everything and more. So I like that you touched on the financials of traveling and just going other places because that's what a lot of people's reasonings are like of why they can't go anywhere. And like Cece said, I think you should look at your financials. What are you spending money on? And if your financials are so tight that all you do is pay your bills, buy the minimal groceries, go to work and go home, and you really are just like that fixed budget, I encourage you to look like other legal avenues of making money. You need to increase the money you're earning. So that you can have a happy life. You did not come into this world to just pay bills and die. Like, you're not here to work, pay bills, and die, baby. Please look for a new job. If your job's not paying you enough, get a second job. Just get a budget. I challenge you to just start saving for the place that you've always wanted to visit. And it doesn't have to be Bali. It could literally be the town over. Go walk through the bookstore in the town over. Just step outside of the zone that you're so accustomed to. I always saw the quote that was like, everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone, is outside of your comfort zone. And I never, I was like, oh yeah, so deep, so meaningful. Like, yeah, whatever. But truly, it is. It truly is. Truly. I have the worst fear of flying, but you would never know because I've been so many places. I've flown so many times. I'm terrified every time. And I'm going to get on that motherfucking plane. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going. Because I'm, I refuse to live this life in fear. I absolutely refuse. I don't think it's fair to have this life to be alive, to be breathing, and to be living so small. There's so many people in the grave that would literally give anything to be back here. I think I think on that note, that we can end there. Um, you just summed everything up. <laughs> what are you doing, brown girls, if you are settling, pretty much? What are you doing? Settling... It's so beneath you. You are brown goddesses. You have so much power, so much, so much capability to do whatever you want to do. When I say you are standing in your own way a lot of the time, and yes, the world has people and things that are going to try to knock you down, but brown girls, look at our history. We've never given up, and there's no reason you should give up now. There's no reason you need to accept a guy who texts you once every three days and then you want to know that's settling. Okay. All right. Okay. There is no reason to be a one of the girls that somebody is talking to. That is never okay. Okay. Unless you want to be that, unless you truly want to be that because you don't want the responsibility of emotions. I get that. We could talk about that another time because your girl was a player player back in the day. We'll talk about that. But if you are being the one played, 
it's it's a terrible feeling. Why be an option when you can be the one and only? And that's what you should be, the one and only. You are a queen. Some of y'all may be Polly. You never know. And, hey, if that's what floats your boat, then that's what floats your boat. And even in those situations, never settle for less than what you deserve. Absolutely. Don't, whatever agreement you have in your relationship, whatever boundaries was set by you, don't let anyone, anyone, no matter if it's a parent, a friend, what, whoever, a sister, a si- whatever, don't let anyone step outside of your boundaries. Well, brown girls, thank you so much for listening to us. And peace, power, and love. We wish you the best for this week. We hope that you have a nice, powerful, and peaceful week. You deserve it. We love you so much. See you next time.